Bonjour, je suis Janice Navek. Je suis Welcome, listeners, to this podcast entitled Bangia Tanishnabe Moda, a podcast here at Manitoba First Nation Education Resource Center in Manitoba. My name is Judy Doolittle, a first language speaker of Anishnabe Mun. The idea for the podcast title was from people I have met who informed me that they spoke only a little Anishinaabe Mwen. The title translates to, Let's Speak a Little Bit of Ojibwe. The purpose of our podcast is to help and support second language speakers to gain fluency when greeting and chatting with family, friends, elders, and children. If you are interested in speaking Ojibwe, you are invited to follow along, learn from the conversational skits, and much more. What I'm hoping uh, from you, from all of you, you know how uh, everybody out there that I talked to said we're, our language is dying. So what you want to do is uh, to say something like uh, uh, you want to support the, well, you, not only do you want to learn the language so others can benefit from your uh, from your learning because uh, I think it is our responsibility to as Anishinaabek, you know, to transfer that language to the next generation. This is where we're at right now. So we got to try every which way to try and save the language. And this is one way. This is only one way to reach people, to help people. So something like that where uh, people are in the same, in the same uh, boat, you know. Because I've been asked a lot of times to uh, to teach language, and I I don't I don't do it. Certainly, having you here to help with that is great. Shall we do introductions? Yeah. Okay. Welcome to our podcast. I'll try not to have my fake voice on. <laughs> 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 uh, my name is Rachel Bolio, audio video producer here at MFNERC, and I wanted to. Join this group and do some language lessons. It's like I'm a Anishinaabe from Sandy Bay First Nation. Um, both my parents are fluent speakers, like a lot of my family are, my aunties, uncles. But from my generation and younger, we're just like, I guess, listeners. <laughs> I guess I would say we don't like. I don't speak the language to my sisters or anything unless it's like one word things or simple stuff like telling somebody <laughs> to listen or like or go eat or come here but it's not I've never been able to do full sentences in the language that I felt comfortable saying so I just like like it takes me a long time to think and then I'm also unsure, like, does this even make sense <laughs> when I'm trying to speak to somebody? Or like if I'm around an old elder or something, 
and then like they'll ask me it's like oh like like i'll see i'm even doing a translation now like they'll ask me like oh do you speak the language and i'll just say just a little bit you know just a little bit it's like i can understand you but that's how far i am with my language but since we started talking on like our our group here i've been like actively trying to say more one word things and then through this podcast hope to say actual sentences and like converse with like the older people i think that's important for me and i want to feel proud to speak to the older generation even though i'm just like there and mostly listening and i'll let others introduce themselves Puju, Brenda Daniels, Indigenous Gabaskigaman Dunji. My name is Brenda Daniels, and I'm from Swan Lake First Nation, and um, I am the Manitoba Aboriginal Language Strategy Coordinator uh, through Manitoba First Nation Education Education Resource Center. And um, yeah, I wanted to join this uh, group to learn uh, my language as well because, like, I relate to what Rachel says and. You know, just kind of knowing like singular words and not really knowing how to fully conversate or say sentence sentences co- confidently and to be able to speak to elders. And uh, that's a major goal of mine. And um, I feel very fortunate to be around, uh, to have a lot of fluent speakers around me. And uh, I, my cuckoo, cuckoo Trise Bun, uh, she is my mom's mom and she spoke very little English and only spoke Anishinaabemowin. And so I have like a lot of memories of like, you know, her speaking to me in the language and me not really fully understanding what she would say sometimes and she would repeat it. And I remember saying, Cuckoo, I don't understand what you're saying. And, you know, I was just a little girl and she would, you know, say it again or change her tone or gesture. And I would know if she meant, you know, go sweep the floor or something like that. And then, uh, so I didn't really fully understand the importance of our language. My dad, I always remember he would try to teach me, you know, little words and I uh, have this funny story of um, he'd always make sure I knew my spirit name. And then so my dad, would, he, sometimes he'd give me candy and be like, hey, try to say this word, try to say this word. And I would, uh, I was like, okay, well, I want to learn how to say frogs live in water. So he taught me makakini uh, binga, yeah. And then so I remember, remember that so much as a little kid. And when I'd go to ceremony, um, my dad always teach me how to introduce myself. I started introducing myself by saying makaki nubinga ya and introduce and so my aunts and uncles like laugh and joke with me about now about me giving my own spirit name or me saying that my name <laughs> my spirit name is frogs live in water and <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah I have I think those are really like like good memories for me to have because I was around the language growing up and uh and then but I didn't fully understand the importance of it. I didn't know that there's teachings within our language and deeper meanings within our words and it teaches about our kinships. I didn't learn that until I was older and when I finally understood that, that's when I realized I really need to to learn my language and for my kids to learn the language. And so um, I've been relearning for about five years but not consistently and so I just hope to, <clears throat> I know I will be fluent one day, I'm going to say it like that so that it's, it's a definite and not just hoping because I've been saying I hope for so long and I'm going to make sure that it happens. And um, yeah, that's about it. So I'll continue to share more as we go along and miigwech for joining us on this journey. And miigwech to Judy for spending time with us while we continue to practice this podcast and <clears throat> as she continues to share the language with us. Yay, Judy. She won't let us not do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Anke Anin Buju, Cynthia Deshnikas. I'm from Sandy Bay. Uh, my dad's from Sandy Bay. My mom is from Grand Rapids. She's a Cree woman. <clears throat> I have five children. Uh, so I think that it's very important that I become a part of this journey with these ladies to learn the language because I have five kids and I learned yesterday from an elder that um, our children are, are our nation builders. That's something that resonated me from uh, a lady that I, or a man that I heard speaking yesterday at the conference. And um, I don't know very much. I can understand it. It's like I have the Ojibwe brain, but the Cree tongue. So I'm here to, uh, try and meld the two together so something's going to come out <laughs> eventually that'll make sense um none of this bungi atta anymore after this i made a commitment as well to my children and to myself and um yeah i'm very excited to begin this journey and miigwech for tuning in and miigwech judy for uh helping us along as we slaughter the language <laughs> at first <laughs> I'm sure we're going to get better. I have faith in us. So thank you very much again. Good morning and welcome to our first podcast. My name is Darcy Ann Thomas and uh, I'm from Winnipeg. Uh, I am Anishinaabeg in spirit, I think. Um, I have worked for the organization since its inception in 1998-99 and I worked with First Nations in education prior to that for years. Um, and I've learned language uh, incidentally, all right, just from being in the context of different First Nations um, <coughs> organizations and uh, of, uh, um, probably have the most um, background in Ojibwe Cree from the Island Lake area, but uh, feel very affiliated to the Ojibwe people of the Anishinaabeg. So taking this opportunity to formalize and, and learn some phrases and just instead of just one word vocabulary. So I'm excited about learning. And so I hope we have, uh, I hope we have a long learning uh, opportunities together and I hope you join us as we continue our journey language learning language Judy do little dishnikas then shnabe mokki kina mago ngitizi makni mama da gumbaba janishnabe man we know sato janishnabe mok miya to ga kenda mot jigai dot i learned ojibwe uh, from my parents that was the only language we spoke at home I want to share my uh, spirit name I received from a healer. His name was Louis Prince from Sandy Bay.
Now that you know a little bit about us, and before we go into our lesson today, we shared some thoughts and questions to help us understand where we come from and to share our experiences with learning the language. So I was thinking <clears throat> as we're like trying out this podcast and uh, trying out this process and it, I, I just feel like it might be like slightly different than like regular podcasts because you know how Nishna begs like we're so respectful, right? And so when we, when someone's talking, we listen, mm -hmm. you know, and then like even just commenting or, you know, we, we, it's probably harder for us to do that because of us respecting someone talking, right? Even though it's good to do that too, but I'm just thinking off the top of my head right now. You, know? yeah. you wanna talk a little bit about the language and like the importance to each other and then like what, why, what, what style of, of language learning are we gonna be doing? Like if that's a thing or, or yeah, I don't know. We'll just talk about what we want, what we're hoping to do. As we move forward yeah. with these podcasts? Yeah. Okay. Uh, like what we uh, talked about before, eh? like uh, for language acquisition, uh, what I think will work is that's what yeah. something like that, eh? It's like, so what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do to us for the next couple episodes? <laughs> what are you going to make us do? No, they mage. I want everybody to try and learn the language and if you make mistakes you will get better because we as uh, if you don't know the language the tongue has to practice the language but it will get better and better as you speak the language. I taught uh, language uh, before, and uh, the ones that used to have problems with enunciation became better and better as time went by. So I know that will happen. So I encourage you to keep on tuning in and learning the language with us yeah i was just thinking about that the other day like i was like thinking it's like what does their accent sound like when we're trying to do the the language because i was thinking like okay like judy's got the voice and the accent to be like you know like very fluent and i was thinking like who would be like next like cynthia like how you have like a that's my res accent never gonna leave. <laughs> i was like you got you got the res accent and i'm just like I was like, what's my voice like? And I was like, I'm silly. And then, then there's like you with your like, you're like, what, what would you call it? The Valley Girl. Are you serious? The Valley Girl. It's like, I got this. It's like, I'm very. Yeah, she's the one in denial. She's the one that doesn't realize she has the accent. Yeah, because <laughs> I think it was. Or City we Girl. Talking, City yeah. Girl. And I was yes. like, I don't have an accent. And then they're like, yeah, you do. I was like, what? I was just all weekend. I was like, me? <laughs> I have an accent. <laughs> just all proud. But yeah, I. I hope I do, or I hope I get one someday. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because I was like laughing. I'm like, okay, I'm like saying the word. I'm like, how come it still sounds wrong? Like, I'm, I think I'm saying it right, but then I was like, how come it still sounds wrong? <laughs> but, but I was like, oh, it's probably just my accent. I was like, I gotta deepen my voice or something. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Darcy Ann was talking about uh, um, where the 
accent you see um i guess that's my job to try and make it you know to make it clear so because uh, if you put in the wrong accent it kind of doesn't make uh too much sense so with practice though that that uh improves yeah where the accent is you know like um <clears throat> for example um i listen to second language speakers and uh sometimes uh they're uh monotone because uh whoever um Okay, it's so hard to learn a second language, and uh, you don't know. Okay, where do I, you know, bring this uh, uh, accent up? Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, where do I to make it sound? Okay, this is how you say it, but it it just goes like this with second language speakers. Some of them, not all of them, you know. You just it's just like flat. <laughs> yeah, it's just flat. So, you, and I'm thinking, that's how it's gonna be, you know, in the next generation, because uh, oh, like we're like kind of losing the what yeah. do you call it, like the intonation. We're, yeah, yeah, we're losing the. Um, so, like the gen generation before me, if you listen to them, they had so much emphasis and. Expressions, you know, and uh, as time goes by, because nobody to talk to in Anishinaabem when her, I was thinking about that yesterday when I was uh, telling a legend, mm -hmm. I could, you know, mm -hmm. I could go all out in these expressions, mm -hmm. but who's going to pay attention to that, you know? Yeah. So I got to bring back that for you, you know, mm -hmm. all these expressions. I got to write them down and then... Uh, Okay, we're going to use... That's why I, put, I added <laughs> that, you know? Expressions will come back alive. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. like, that's what I was thinking, like... So, like, I do videos and, like, archival stuff through work here. And, like, I get to see some old interviews from elders. And, like, right away when I listen to something, I'm like, oh, that's, like, an old speaker. Like, yeah, like yes. you, can, you can tell. I'm just, like, you just want to listen. You're like, okay, what are they... Oh, I know. Like, what are they saying? Like, and then, then when I hear those words, too, it's, like... I thought I knew a lot of the words, but then you, I don't, when I hear some of these old, like, like they, they use the whole word. They don't cut off anything. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. like, mm -hmm. it's like, ooh, it's like, I want to hear more. Yeah. <laughs> I was even thinking too, like, you know, when you were, you were telling the legend, the first time we told it, we told it in English. And then when you're sitting with my dad and told it in the language, yeah. and there's so much more expression and emotion, and I understood it, and I understood the funniness of it yes, yeah. when you said it in the language. And it's yeah. so different mm -hmm. from when you hear a legend or a story in English than in Anishinaabemowin. It's so yes. cool. Like, it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can, uh, there's pictures popping in your head, Yeah, eh? yeah. Uh, what's happening as he's telling the story and the more expressions that, yeah. The speaker uses them more. Oh, okay, you know this is it comes back a lot. Uh, it comes alive in you. Yeah, yeah. And it's okay for like people that haven't been around the language or grew up around it. Like, what would you say to somebody that's like learn trying to learn? Like, what what would you say for like their learning journey? Um, I'm going to say, uh, try and. Uh, and uh, I think put aside all the 
I can't learn this language, it's too hard. Because uh, once you get started with anything, it will come. I always think it's in our blood memory and um, the language will be there. Your ancestors will help you. I always think we are our ancestors. They walk with us. So your efforts will not be, will be rewarded by uh, becoming fluent. So put all doubts aside. You will learn the language. Yes, and to keep going, because I know when I first started listening to the language, my, my dad was a fluent speaker, and <clears throat> I would get lost in my train of thought, trying to follow him too hard, and then I would shut down, you know, when I would get, when, the, when it would get lost in my head, trying so hard to learn, I would shut down. And I know that one of our coworkers is also learning the language, and we spoke about this, that uh, there comes a point when we get frustrated and trying to learn and trying to understand everything that we would automatically shut our thought processes down. And then that's when we would turn off our, you know, willingness to learn the language. But when I realized that, I made a conscious effort to continue on. And so now I can honestly proudly say there are certain conversations that I'm able to fully, you know, listen to and not fully understand but i keep going so i think you know that would be a strong message is that even if you're just learning and you know one or two words you know what just keep going keep going you know and eventually those two words will turn into four words those four words will turn into eight words and so you know you're building your foundation and we need to start somewhere yeah yeah i'm just like thinking like I just know, I know a lot of one word things and like trying to respond to somebody. I'm just like, okay, yep, <laughs> nope, I get <laughs> just like whatever. Um, trying to just like just be present. I'm just like happy to be there, mm -hmm. you know. Or even like the one word things too. Like that's how I learned it was like wordless, right? That's how I started off, and then I was like, oh, it's like I don't know if that's effective, but really that helped with understanding conversation, though, because if you recognize words. Or if you like study a word, this is from my experience, not everyone's experience, but like if you study words in the language and you hear a conversation, you'll pick up some of those words in that conversation. You can understand the gist of what's being said, right? Like sometimes when I'm with you and your sister or you and Shirley and you guys are talking in the language, probably like thinking, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be hearing, but yeah, I could understand like a little bit of what majority of what's being said or a little bit of it. And because I understand a little bit of words, you might not understand the gra grammar of it, but... Yeah. How about another question, maybe, Judy, that you could answer is in regards to the different dialects and how um, listening to our podcast and being a part of our audience will help our audience of, you know, different dialects, because I know that the Ojibwe nation runs right from the Great Lakes right across Manitoba, right into Saskatchewan, and we have different kinds of speakers and dialects, so maybe you could... Okay. I'll talk about the, some people mention different dialects we have in Ojibwe-Mwen, Anishinaabe-Mwen, Soto. Those are the same languages. Uh, just uh, when you understand, when you're fluent, you understand those languages. In, uh, in those languages, 
pay attention to the root words, only the endings change in those languages, as uh, I will mention as we continue with uh, language acquisition. When you're, I write the language, and then uh, it's, it's clear. I make it clear that uh, with a different dialect, what happens with conjugations, that's what changes. Conjugations are the uh, suffixes and prefixes in the language. There's uh, three major dialects in Manitoba. And uh, you can tell, I can tell as a fluent speaker, where somebody comes from, from listening to them. And uh, people that come from the East, I can understand where they come from because of these uh, conjugations that uh, I'm talking about. And you will, as we, as we move along with our language lessons. But um, the important part is my, um, the dialect or the language that I use, it's, uh, the words are very long. And uh, when you say them, it, uh, it's very different from uh, speaking in English and speaking in Ojibwe. In Ojibwe, you speak very slow, and it still makes sense. It doesn't. It doesn't sound funny. It, it people would understand you. English, you have to speak uh, a little bit. Uh, otherwise, you don't uh, faster. It doesn't sound right if you talk too slow. There are big differences in the, in the language like that that I will mention as we move along. Yeah, and I guess because you're talking about like dialects, like our first episode is on introductions. Can you talk about the importance of uh, introductions? From my earliest memory, <clears throat> my dad used to introduce himself in a formal way when people came to visit us because he was a farmer and sometimes people would ask for potatoes or um, different things that he had to share and he shared them freely and that's what he would say bonjour Anin and uh, I hear lots of times uh, people would uh, when they first introduce themselves, they would tell their uh, spirit name. Not necessarily my father, but uh, other people that uh, introduce themselves, they would say what their who their spirit name what their spirit name was. When my mother had meetings, she was more uh, traditional, and she would have these uh, traditional people come and visit. And they would talk about spirit names and clans, systems, like her uh, clan was Makinak. A lot of times, uh, the clan systems, because of residential school, got lost on the side. So some people don't know which clan they come from. It is said you go to uh, a knowledge keeper, a healer, to go and find out your clan name, where you come from, or your spirit name. 
Yeah, another thing that I learned too about like introducing yourself, which I only le learned recently, like, you know, um, a lot of people or many people learn these teachings like, you know, later on in life or whenever. But I never learned till recently that about like it, when you introduce yourself that you're like, because you share often share your spirit name, where you're from, your clan. And then sometimes when I went to this field school the summertime, we were always introducing like who our parents are and like, you know, going deeper into it. And then like our teacher or I say, our teacher shared with us. What shared with us is that when you share that stuff and you're introducing yourself, you're sharing like when you when you share like where your community is from, you learn about that person in a different sense of where their community is from and their clan. And if you know the clan system, like what their role is and their spirit name, like what it's describing and then who their parents are and like things like that. Like I never learned that until I was like, yeah, till this summertime, the importance of that or like what all that shares. I never knew that until like recently. Yeah, like when I, so like I travel a lot for work too and like I noticed like everywhere, like everybody always, oh, where are you from? Like, you know, mm -hmm. like they want to get an idea of who you are yeah. and they're like, okay. But like growing up, I just thought it was like, you have to ask who, who they are so you don't date your cousin. But yeah, it's like, I don't know. I think like as First Nations people, that's like, like the very first yeah. question they ask you is like, oh, where are you from? You know, like, yeah. like who's your family? Like we could be related, like how are we connected? Like, yeah. it's like, do I like you more? Because <laughs> I know where you're from. It's yeah. like, oh, I know somebody from there, you know, like. Our world is so small, like, you know, just like run into somebody. Oh, yeah, I met this person there, but they're actually from Manitoba, too. It's like, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. Following First Nations protocol, before we started our first lesson, each of us did an offering of tobacco and said a small prayer. Nimi Yemen, Gidinamagoje, Ouija Young, Chigashkituang, Jinia, Anikovichiganik, Jinia, which it taught where Anishnabem went Mia and then the Mia, Nendentaman. She wore Ganina Nishanto the Zin. I Hagi Miniguisian, Janishnabem one, non de Mia. Chinia me jigatek or dijinigan. Me a quake kidwangi gemato me. This is my first uh, podcast. And uh, this is um, a formal greeting that I uh, wrote for um, learners to practice. This is. Uh, done in big gatherings to introduce yourself to a big crowd or for the first time that you meet a, a person.
this is how you would greet uh, somebody for the first time or in a gathering. So what you would say is your spirit name. And then you would say, um, I am Anishinaabe. And then uh, you would name your clan, Awenen, Gedodem, and then where you come from. My teachers, my parents were way over a hundred. So the language that I bring to you is very old. And uh, when uh, I remember my dad used to, when uh, somebody used to come, he would say Bojo. And uh, that was the greeting, that was the formal greeting when they first met. Bojo Anin. To translate that, that means hello and how are you? Um, and then the other person would introduce themselves. They never had to be asked, Anin Eshnikazian. But in this case, because we're practicing, we're going to say that. Um, so what I need you to pay attention to is uh, uh, suffixes and uh, prefixes and suffixes. That's where um, the language sometimes uh, changes with different speakers and different dialects. But the root word is in the middle. It, that will not change. So with that, I would like to practice now. With uh, I will say the word uh, three times, and uh, I would like the learners to Say it after <laughs> I say it three times. Bojo Anin. Bojo Anin. Bojo Anin. Bojo Anin. Bojo Anin. Bojo Anin. Okay, what is your name? Anin Eshnikazu Yen. Anin Eshnikazu Yen. Anin Eshnikazu Yen. So I wrote that uh, in two different ways because sometimes you hear that this way. Anin Eshnikazu One. Anin Eshnikazu One. Anin Eshnikazu One. Okay. Uh. Anin Eshnikazian. Anin Eshnikazian. Anin Eshnikazian. Anin So uh, I'm going to s tell you my name now. Judy Doolittle Dishnikaz. Judy Doolittle Dishnikaz. Judy Doolittle Dishnikaz. Cynthia Dejarlis Nadeshnikas. Brenda Daniels Indishnikas. Rachel Bolio Indishnikas. Darcyan Indishnikas. So now, um, what is your spirit name? We'll skip that if you don't have a, a spirit name. Ojoshko Benesi, Shkodebishiki Kwe Ndigo. Ojoshko Benesi, 
Um, <laughs> I, I, I won't do that one. Okay. Anishnabendau. Anishnabendau. Oops. Sorry. Anishnabendau. Anishnabendau. Okay. Okay, my turn. Anishnabendau. 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 Not me. <laughs> I am Anishnabe. That's what that means. Mm-hmm. Awenen gidodem. Awenen gidodem. Awenen gidodem. What is your clan? Awenen gidodem. Awenen gidodem. Awenen gidodem. Awenen gidodem. What is your clan? That's what we were saying. So the next one. Uh, Makinak do them, Makinak do them, Makinak do them. I come from the turtle clan. Makado them, Benesiwag and do them. Do them. I have no do them. <laughs> okay, the next one I hear that uh, in different uh, ways, and and I have three. Ways of saying, where do you come from? Ande onjian. Ande onjian. Ande onjian. And then the next one, people say this. Ande wenjian. The um, prefix is changed. Andi Wenjian Andi Wenjian And the next one I hear this uh, when I go to when speakers from Eastern Ontario mm-hmm. they say Andi Wenjibayan Andi Wenjibayan Andi Wenjibayan Which one is more for around this area the first two, Andi Wanjian, Andi Wanjian, and the last one uh, you will hear in Eastern Ontario. So Andi Wanjian, Andi Wanjian, Andi Wanjian, Andi Wanjian, Andi Wanjian, and then uh, I come from Sanibe First Nation. Kawi kwendongak donji. Kawi kwendongak donji. Kawi kwendongak donji. Kawi kwendongak donji. Kabis gigamagan donji. Kakwi kat dongak donji. Wow, right? Winnebeg donji. And then the next one is. A farewell. 
so the, um, there's no goodbye so this what this is what you would hear I will see you again for farewell so we're going to practice now um, like we just met. We mm -hmm. just met for the first time. Mm -hmm. So this will be the conversation, the second session that uh, I talked about. <coughs> so I will start to my uh, to my right. Uh, I'll introduce my. Uh, well, I'll say hello first. Bonjour, Anin. Bonjour, Anin. Anin Nishnikazian. Cynthia Dejarlis Nadeshnikas. And then if you're going to ask me uh, what is my name, and then you will say Kindash. Kindash. Judy Doolittle Dishnikas. Hmm. Okay, go that way. Bujuanin. Bujuanin. Anin Ejnikazin. Brennan Daniels and Dishnikas. Kindash. Cynthia Dejarlis Dishnikas. Hmm. Hmm. Rachel Bolio Dishnagas. Anin Eshnikazoin. Brenda Daniels and Dishnagas. Bonjour Anin. Bonjour. Ani Nejnikazoin. Ay, ay, ay. Darcyan Indijnikaz. Um, and my mom. Oh boy. Or did you say Gindish or the. Gindish, yeah. Gindish. I forgot that part. Yeah, yeah. Rachel Bolio Indijnikaz. How very nice. Okay, I'm going to ask you where you come from. Oh, okay. Andi Wenjian. Gawi Kwendangak. Donji. Donji. Kindash Ande Onjian. Gawi Kwendangak Donji. Tago. Kenny. Kenny, okay. Okay. On the ONGN. Um, Winnipeg Ndunji. Kindish? Kakuika Dongak Ndunji. Wow, wow. Judy, what is this and dash? Uh, when you say Gindish? And you? 
is it the same kindash? And you, that's what that means. So now we're going to say, uh, I'll see you again. Kigawa uh, men menawa. I don't. Like I know it that way. Like that flow. Not yeah. the not that extra A sound. I can hear you. I I, I like I, I understand that flow too. It just feels more yeah. natural. Yeah, it does. And I think it might be a, like a thing. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like yeah. Those are things that I picked up from the community. Yes. So, so, so there's more than one way to say something. Okay. <laughs> like uh, the first one, uh, what I was saying to you about it's the same thing. So if you pay attention to the uh, prefixes, suffixes, you will pick up the uh, those little differences. But you you know it's not wrong like what you said. Those other ones I'll include there. Yeah. So can I hear it again? Okay, mina. Hmm? Mina. Okay, mina. Okay. That's yeah. that's from our kind of like how you'd say it. It just says as a fluent speaker. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Is it that it's it's and, and no disrespect, but that that's slurred together. Just like when when you're a, <clears throat> a natural speaker, sometimes the um, the different uh, syllables just. Psh, Floaty. Yeah, I think so. I think so. it's just a natural way of speaking. Like these are things that we hear in the home, you yeah. know, growing up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that we just heard and it just kind of carried on. And mm -hmm. it's different when you see things in writing. Like Yeah, down. for sure. Yeah. And Especially when you're not accustomed to seeing things yes. in writing, right? Because mm -hmm. I know that speaking uh, with Jason the last couple of days at that same gathering, he was saying that um, uh, people's language isn't enunciated clearly and so I'll, sometimes the meaning gets lost but I, that that's true of fluency right it gets quicker squished <laughs> um, from my experiences different speakers say things even sometimes in the same family mm -hmm. they say it a little bit different there that's where you need to pay attention you know, the, to the endings, because somebody will say it, it's not that it's right or wrong, it's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah. So nothing stays still very long. Like, uh, that's just the way it is. Yeah, Speakers yeah. are like that. Yeah. It, Maybe like that's how come I get confused when like, mm -hmm. I, like for me, like I know some words, but then I'm like, okay, how do I connect those words? Like, how do I end this word properly? Like, that's mm -hmm. how I think hearing so much different ones is like making me confused. Yeah, but I'll learn. <laughs> but it, like, uh, if you heard it somewhere along the line, right from family or uh, yeah, then say it that way. It's because uh, it's not wrong. Mm. But I'm going to teach you the way uh, I have it here, right? If you heard it somewhere and it, you understand it that way, then say it that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I think we should talk a little bit about what this, how we felt after doing this session. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Yeah, this first lesson, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How so, did you feel? Uh, how did I feel? Um, I feel excited, mm. but I think one thing that, uh, you know, despite our geographical differences in dialect, I think as Anishinaabe people, we did what the first thing that we do, no matter our situation, and that was offering tobacco. As Anishinaabe people, that's always our first protocol. And um, speaking with Judy and spending time with Judy, I know that uh, our first protocol is always to offer tobacco. And Judy has come, uh, has, uh, told us that you know learning language is a sacred is a sacred thing so we we are taking on that responsibility as learners to uh, to to take on that sacred responsibility mm -hmm. so um, mm -hmm. I feel that we started off in a good way mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. um, no I feel really excited about <clears throat> starting this and um, sharing this journey because uh, yeah, learning my language is like so important to me. It's my life goal. It's what I think about regularly. And mm -hmm. so to, so I, I don't know, just the people that I've met along the way, I see different reasons as to why some people may not want to learn it or may not want their children to learn it. And there's just so many different reasons like and it can do with a lot of like, oh, it's super hard, or I can't understand it, or I've had a bad experience learning it, or things like that. And so I think just sharing this can help like break that with people listen to our podcast and mm -hmm. just see there's like four of us. So that's going to be four different perspectives on learning their language. And we're all not going to have the same thoughts and feelings throughout it. And I think it's really important and valuable to share that experience. So I'm really, really excited to be a part of it. And I'm very thankful for Judy to be teaching us the language and for us to bring, <clears throat> like, you know, our tobacco offering into it and bring our culture into it because language and culture go hand in hand with each other. You can't teach one without the other. They go together. And, you know, we're going to have... Um, you know, sharing all of that is just so important because in this world we live in today, there's not always opportunity for us to learn that, learn those ways and learn these ways. But it's important for us to have a strong sense of that because then we'll have a strong sense of self-identity. And yeah, so I'm excited and thank you for listening. Yeah. Yeah. So we had this... Uh <laughs> this lesson a couple days ago <laughs> to to go through with it and even today it's like I feel like I would I did worse <laughs> than the first session I was like you know like without the microphones it's so mm. like a little more casual and natural like, natural and then today it's like I hear all the enunciations I'm doing differently mm. or or mm. like or like what it called like the my English language or my English accent mm. trying to get into mm. the the way that the, the mouth needs to move for mm. these words. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, if you're listening, you're not alone. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, um, I'm thankful that uh, Judy is helping us so we can not just leave the language within our group and, like, take it on to our family and uh, actually we could eventually teach somebody what we know and mm -hmm. just to get the language to grow more. Mm -hmm. 
even if you guys do have city accents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I bet, eh? Like, I, I, I bet someone like myself has a crazy <laughs> <laughs> non-Anishinaabeg accent. But it is exciting to have an opportunity to learn more formally than just picking stuff up incidentally. Uh, for me, um, how to say, I, uh, I identify with so many things that I've learned over the last 30 years working with um, First Nations that um, when, when people are speaking the language, um, I recognize, I even see in people's uh, face, you know, their stance, that they are someone else when they're speaking their language. They're more comfortable. They're more um, whole, whole. And I really respect that. And I, um, though I'd, I'm, you know, who, who's to say whether I would ever become fluent? It's not really my goal. My goal is to um, show respect f uh, <coughs> for for the language and um, and uh, trying to learn is is my way of showing respect for that part of uh, First Nations identity, my colleagues and friends' identity. So yeah, this is an incredible opportunity. Thanks, Judy. Miigwech for sharing your thoughts on the, our first podcast. Um, I learned uh, English is my second language, and I'm forever learning that language. And uh, I appreciate uh, the mistakes that people do because I've been there I'm, I'm, and I'm still there with English, um, with learning uh, Ojibwemwen. It's hard uh, at first, but uh, I will guarantee you, you stay with it. Uh, you won't, uh, I always think um, four to six months, you will be talking like you're fluent because the words will come will come out it won't be a struggle but right now i understand it's a struggle but we're training um your the tongue to move with our anishinaabe when so that's where we are i always think if i was learning i want to learn french if i was learning that language i would i wouldn't uh, i would sound very Different too. I would try and put Manishnabe <laughs> <laughs> emphasis on dialogue. <laughs> my Manishnabe tangor. Mm. So uh, I understand that, and uh, but uh, I take it uh, on the other hand very seriously. To uh, for our uh, transferring the language to future generations. Mm. That's why I would like to do this, and. Um, Right now, I'm giving uh, uh, a written form, but uh, you're not obligated to look at a, a written form. You can just listen and uh, to the sound. If uh, reading it is, makes it complicated, we all learn different ways. And uh, for me, I'm coming at it uh, every which way I can to try and help you. So that's where I'm at. And uh, it's good to point out uh, the different ways people say things in your family, or if you heard it different ways, that's fine. Because um, 
nothing is really wrong with that. The language is very rich. That's what I, and uh, it spans miles and miles every direction, I think. So there'll be other speakers that will say different words a little bit different way. Even in Manitoba, there's three major dialects. Mm. They will say words a different way. But um, in the southwestern part of the Manitoba is where I would hear people talk the way I do. And then uh, south, I meet a lot of people there that are, that are second language speakers. And this is how they would talk. So miigwech for listening. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And thanks to MFNERC and the Language and Culture Department for their support.